the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Seventh floor of uh, the tower here, right behind uh, Park Plaza Mall, and right across the street from the uh, Catholic Boys' School. And Elizabeth is sitting in the studio with me because she's, of course, our special co-host on Sat- or Tuesdays. Pardon me. And we were looking out the window and watching the sunrise. And this song came to mind. Just right here, turn it up. Isn't the sun shining like a red rubber ball, Heidi? That's what it's doing. That's a song that uh, I've always enjoyed since it came out, and uh, but it just I just thought about it as soon as I saw it. I, I wish I could take the camera, guys, that are watching on Facebook, and let you see what I can see out my window because it's it, it was really a fantastic sunrise today, and it was a red rubber ball today, just so you know. That's a live version. Those guys are good live, too. Those really nice harmonies there. Whatever happened to those guys? Like most groups, you know, they they had one big hit. <laughs> so they go out on tour every once in a while when they need money and people remember that song. It was hugely popular, and so they go out and perform it and make money and keep living off of it. Yeah, you heard it. That was the end of the song. Yep. It's one of those great AM uh, you know, quote, rock and roll pop songs. And uh, it's about, what is that, about 242 or something like that? Yeah, because you weren't supposed to go over three minutes. You don't know that, Heidi. Back in the day, just say back in the day on, on AM radio where you heard the rock and roll music at, they wanted your songs to be under three minutes long. So you get plenty of songs in, but you could get plenty of commercials in as well. Yeah, this song was two minutes and 13 seconds. There you go. Real short. Right on. Happy music. That's why as we moved along and we got into later into the 60s, this is why FM flourished. Because on the AM, all the songs you heard off of the albums that the the artists were doing and some of the songs that they were doing were six and eight minutes long, they would do an edited version for AM so that it fit into the format that they wanted. I think they actually expanded where they said they take a, a, a little over a four-minute song in, in, this, in necessity. I mean, baby, you know, light my fire. 
they took all the guts out of the song and put the beginning and the end of it together so that you could hear it. Uh, what's another free, uh, not free ride, but uh, what was it? Was it free ride? No, Frank. Freebird? Yeah, Frankenstein from, uh, you know, the, the you know Johnny Winter, not Johnny, Edgar. Oh, Edgar yeah. Winter's oh, group. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They took out the middle of that. You'll know what I'm talking about if you remember the song. And uh, they, they took out the whole uh, part of that song. And they took out a, a big part of, uh, what was it, um, Free Ride. Yep. As well, they did, they did that to most of those big hits that were out on album at that That's time. That's right. So what happened? Underground radio. It became FM radio. Underground and, FM radio. And I, Long you'll, form. You'll remember, it, it, look, cars for years, FM was around. And cars didn't come with FM radio. That's right. They just came with AM. So you went out, and I forget who it was that made the first one. It wasn't um, Radio Shack, but it was a, a somebody like that, Audiophile or somebody like that. And you went out and you bought this thing. It was about this long. It was about <laughs> that thick. And you mounted it under yep. your dash. Uh, usually, usually underneath your A-track player. Yes. <laughs> I love talking about this. <laughs> and you put it underneath of it. You kids don't know. You know, you young people, 35, 40, 45 years old and younger, <laughs> you, you missed out on some good stuff. Then you put it underneath of that and you hooked it up to your speakers and uh, you hooked it up to your antenna. And you could get FM. For me, I was listening to WXRT in Chicago. Now it's a sports talk station, one of the most popular ones in Chicago. But at the time, it was your underground station. You would get hooked up to that. And I could listen to Led Zeppelin and Whole Lot of Love and hear the whole song and things of that nature. And my dad thought I was nuts. Because I was supposed to be saving all my money for college while I was working out at the at the mill, and uh, you're spending it I, on music. I spent thirty dollars, <laughs> and he couldn't believe I would spend thirty dollars to be able to get an FM radio station. Yeah, I remember that well. We had a long talk about that. Well, here's the Easter egg. If you're out there listening and you know what we're talking about here. That underground radio ended up being uh, out of Little Rock, Arkansas with Beaker Street. And, well, KAAY, that old K-A-A-Y a- a- clear channel. Yep. Yeah. And what was funny, and I, I've never had a chi- chance to have, quote, Clive Clifford on. I've asked, and he's not joined me, and he's back on the air again. That's, on, yeah, on that's what I wanted stations. to mention. He's on. And yeah. uh, uh, Mark Wallace, who does a, a show in the evenings on the weekend, uh, used to be my producer. Mm-hmm. People remember Uncle Marcus, and uh, I'm going to hope get him on Clive Clifford. But up in my area, by outside of Chicago, we used to listen to Beaker Street because on you know KAAY was like a flamethrower at night because it was a clear channel, fifty fifty thousand watts. But so was WLS. Yes. Okay. Yes, out of Chicago. And, and when I talked to people about that, they said, yeah, I used to listen to Larry Lujak all the time. Not Larry Lujak, pardon me. Uh, John Records Landecker. Well, the AM station I remember from back then was the one, and I don't remember the call letters, but Wolfman Jack. Oh, yeah, that's you off know, of the I West mean, Coast. Off the West Coast. See, he, it's interesting, uh, quick. The voice. Uh, I'm going to do this quick, all right? I'm not going to take up my whole lot of time because i got stuff that I want to really talk about serious. But Wolfman Jack 
went across the American border into Mexico and worked at a AM radio station that was right across the border that didn't have to play by FCC rules. And I think that at one time it was much bigger than 50,000 watts, Hmm. which was what you were capped at AM here. I'm thinking it was double that power. And he broadcast from Mexico, and he went up the whole West Coast. You know. All right. He took up California, Oregon, Washington State, into Arizona, into Texas. And I guess, listening to you, got over here into Arkansas. It did. I mean, I don't remember now how I used to listen to it, but I, I his voice, I'll never forget that voice. Yeah. Never forget hey, it. Oh, you know, yeah. Never did, forget it. Yeah, he did, if, and rock and roll. If you're wondering what he was like, you can watch a movie called American Graffiti. Yes. And the wolf band plays a big part in that. And how he was affecting the kids in California at the time, because that's who they listened to. Well, and the music, you know, Dave, this is... Beaker Street's back on the air, and I'm actually listening to it a lot on Friday nights. Yeah, and, don't blame you. You know, not to be promoting Clyde Clifford, but That's he has okay. always been an awesome DJ. And what he does is play a series of songs that if you listen to the words, he's weaving a story. He's uh-huh. telling you something every show. Right. And a lot of these 60s songs, I had forgotten what the underlying cultural messages were. Okay? Oh, yeah. And they're coming back. They're coming back. So let me ask this question. What was, because he only, he played songs that didn't get any play on AM Correct. Times, and right? that's sometimes the first time you ever heard them yeah. off the album. And Many you, times. Do you remember one of those songs? Is there a song that sticks in your mind that you heard on Beaker Street that you couldn't hear anyplace else? And the first time you heard it, you went, wow. Oh, many, many songs. I mean, I can't name them right now. But I got many a favorite. Time, many times. I know what your, I think I know what your yeah, favorite DOA. is. DOA. DOA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, that's, with that that's, weird siren thing yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, that's a great, that, great that piece of music. That spooked me out the first time I heard it. Yeah. I didn't, it was like, ooh, I don't ooh, it's spooky, it's yeah. weird. But yeah. Don't worry, I'll play it. You know I'm going to play some of it. I will do that. I'll, I'm, <laughs> Heidi gets another lesson in the history of rock and roll today, uh, talking about that. Just look up DOA. Okay. Well, again, though, the music of the 60s was happy music in most cases and then when the vietnam war and all that conflict came up (laughs) yes it changed and the messages have always been reflected in our music think of all the songs that came out that were death rock you know tell laura i love her and all those yes now those i didn't care for leader of the pack yeah all the 50s car accidents all that stuff you know yeah they were all there but doa took it way over the top and i remember seeing them at the hammond civic center and going to see them and they came out and they started doing that song and he gets to the part with the ambulance and they had mm. they had the bulb lights on top of like the <laughs> icy ambulance going around i mean just back in the day that was big stage show then <laughs> well and as always we were so young and we're we're you know letting death entertain us at that point and yep. that's not that's not okay <laughs> That's then, not where we want to be. Then came the Reaper, you know, that uh, with, uh, you know, the Blue Easter Cult. That's the, an awesome the song. The song that was leading our young to commit suicide, they said, no. which it was not doing. Anyway, it's, uh, what, what are we looking at, 17 after? Is that what it is? No, we need to take a break. We got to When we come past. back, when we come back, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that was fun to talk about, wasn't it? Something to think about like that. Here you go. I've got 
graphs to show you that you remember Paul Cosmo was on last week. You betcha. My little brother from fraternity. He Cos. and I, yeah, the Cos. He and I have been talking uh, by phone, and it's great to talk to Cos again. He, he and I were inseparable in college, and uh, and you know what conver- that means, people. You, yeah, if you hear <laughs> if you hear our conversations. It would be the same kind of con- as he said yesterday. You go, you're going to laugh, Heidi. You ready? He said, "Dave, these conversations we're having they're great, but they're minus the brownies." <laughs> Here you go again. <laughs> Here you go again. <laughs> I started laughing yesterday. That's a story for another day. But the bottom line was, <laughs> bottom line was, he and I uh, lived in a double wide. Uh, or take that back a single wide two bedroom single wide he had his bedroom at one end i had it at the other end oh my and gosh. uh it, that was uh the place to show up at around midnight typically on any day on any day we around were all, midnight we were always up uh, you okay. know what we said the other day about things you do in the middle yeah, of the night that's sir true. <laughs> uh, and, and it was true then as it is now but we were talking and he had heard the president say something and he says oh that can't be right so because we've been conditioned that when some when somebody tells us something is happening and is you're extrapolating it out and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger that the necessity is is the corollary result should be it goes up with the numbers. Well I'm going to show you that's not the case with COVID. There's As you've a, said all along. There, yeah. There's, well, I, I, I said it because the CDC post, posted a story about it. Here's what's going on. I'm going I'm to try to help you be a little bit more relaxed about this whole thing because they've been trying to scare you about this. As the cases are going up, mortality is going down. And I'll prove it to you when we come back here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm so weird. She really does. She thinks I'm. He's taking a deep dive here. Well, this is a deep dive. Just a little bit more. Listening to this late at night, huh? 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 Remember? I do. Yep, yep, yep. I remember. Now, first, time I, first time I heard this, thank you very much, Clive Clifford in Beaker Street. 
This is where I heard it at. It wasn't getting played up in Chicago at the time. And I don't know that it was ever that popular on regular No, it was. At one time, it was very popular. Yeah. All right, enough of, it, enough of it. Anyway, that's uh, Blood Rock and DOA, which I was referring to earlier, as one of those songs that you wouldn't hear on AM radio per se. Now, you heard it on Clive's show, but you got to remember that Clive broke all the rules about AM radio at that time. And, uh, you know, he played, he did a lot of segues and things of that nature. And uh, so uh, that's that's the song that I remember best of hearing him play uh, that I heard nobody else playing at the time. Now, And I'm, I'd, I'd love to get him on to talk to him about it, but something tells me that he may have known that he was the only person playing that song. He did. I think, you know, you know, I mean, he was a technician when he started that show well, and he took off like, you know, he played crazy. at UAMS. He worked yep. at UAMS yep. for years. Yep. Yep. You know, Here, here's the other thing I think is so neat. I'm not going to say show. what his real name is. I know it, but I'm not going to say it. Here's what's so neat about that show, though. There are people that heard about America and all of our freedoms and all of the things that we stand for because of that radio show outside of our country, most specifically Cuba. Back well, yeah, in the sixties, well, you know the, when the history was about KWAY, right? Yes, yes, you know that. Those that, of you who don't, that President I'm... Kennedy came here. Yep, to see that station because that station was supposed to broadcast the you know whatever the the passcode or uh, was going to be to begin the Bay of Pigs. That's right, and it didn't get played. All right, and a lot of people died. I believe needlessly and a lot of suffering uh, was allowed to continue happening because we didn't overthrow Castro and we should have. I'm but, just being honest but with that you. radio not show. saying that Batista was any better before that he was as corrupt as they came but you can't tell me you think that you can make an honest defense of what Fidel Castro did on Cuba and all the people that he killed and all the people that he imprisoned and how and all those stories you hear from Michael Moore about how their health care is so good. That's all poppycock. There is an old word for you. That's <laughs> uh, poppycock. It's BS. You know, I'm not on I'm not on uh, satellite radio. So it's 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 bull bull Yeah. Yeah. Bull That's that's a good way of putting it. All right. Just keep that in mind. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that either. I want to get into this. We're going to post this. Uh, we're going to. I'm going to send this to to Elizabeth, and we're going to post these on my Facebook page. The charts. These the charts actual that I have. Miracle charts. Paul uh, or Cos, Paul Cosma, who you heard last Thursday, who did a splendid job talking about. The COVID virus. Math whiz. And yes, and he is. He's a he's just got a master's degree in math. The guy knows his stuff. He used he he wanted just to be a teacher and then they started getting weird in the school systems and he left. And he went and worked for a brand new startup in uh Florida and it was where you bought you know, you went out and you you like bought a phone and then you bought the time that you used on it. Track phone. Yeah. You know, Kind of like that. Long and, time. And he was a CEO of that company. Prepaid wireless. It was very, very, very successful. He got in on the beginning. Yes, he did. And uh, and I kid him. I said, man, you're old. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 
he did that. And so he put these numbers together. We'll talk about them in specific when we come back. But first, let me get you up to date on what's happening in the news. All right. Dave Ellswick, Elizabeth Sultalaro is here on the air with me. <laughs> and, you, you know, a lot of times you don't see her or hear her, but she's always a presence on my show because she does most of my social media stuff for me. I don't have time to do that, to be honest with you. And so she takes care of I send her stuff. She posts it and things of that nature. Now, a lot of you have sent me messages over the last couple of weeks a lot of you are just finding my show again because, you know, now that we've got Rush here, you, you've been listening to Rush, and all of a sudden you hear me early in the morning go, I was wondering where you went. Uh, we've, been, we've been telling you, you just hadn't been listening. So anyway, now you know where I'm at. You want to be part of Dave Ellswick's Facebook page. It's very tough because I've got 5,000 people on that, and that's, that's the max that they'll let you have on a personal Facebook page. However, you're going to see all of the same stuff uh, on my The Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page uh, that, uh, you know, you go facebook.com slash The Dave Ellswick Show, and that's that's considered, I hate to say this, but it's called a fan page. And what it does, it allows me to have as many people on that site as want to join so if you're asking to be part of the dave ellswick page i'm typically sending back to folks join up with you know the dave ellswick show so that you can get all this information but you're not going to get it on my personal page because there's five thousand people there and i can't have any more and and facebook and all of their infinite wisdom won't let you just take that page and switch it over to your fan page. You, they, they won't let you do that. No, you're not supposed to do that that so, way. Yeah, well, However, they won't let you do it. You, you really need to be on the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page because, you know, starting yesterday, that's where that third hour of your show is every yeah, morning. Yeah, and I, let me talk about that again. We talked about it a few times yesterday. Let me talk about it again. Um. There is a new show now here on the radio station. It starts at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock our time. All right, 9 o'clock Eastern, three 8 o'clock Central. Yes, it's three hours long, and it is a um, financial show. And they pay to be on the air. All right? Like most people do. And <laughs> to let to, so you'll understand that COVID-19 has had an effect on advertising okay there's a lot of businesses out there yeah everywhere everywhere that are radio just not open newspapers they're not open right now so they're not going to advertise while they're not open and because business is slow when they do open they don't advertise as much because look we're we're in phase two now right which means i think you can have like 60 or 65 percent in the restaurant if you choose to do that if you you've got to be you got to keep the social distancing and all that kind of stuff going but uh you know a few weeks ago when we just phase one it was only like 30 percent and if you ask most of the owners of these small restaurants that are around like over 
not not BJ's that you see on McCain off of 67, but BJ's that's down the road. Uh, that is a local cafe. Produce. That if you've yes. never eaten there, what's wrong with you? Farmers uh, market. It's a yeah. great place to eat. Uh, the bottom line is that uh, you know if you can only open up a third, that may keep the lights on. But that's about it. And it wouldn't do you any good to advertise at that point because you can't bring them in the door if they show up. And that's why, you know, typically on my show, you'll hear me from time to time out doing what's called a live remote. I'm at some place saying, come on out and check this out and whatnot. And I can't we don't do that now because you can't show up. You can't. It's that easy. So it's really put a damper. So this show's come on and uh they're playing, paying a significant fee to be on the air, but it takes my last hour. Now, they didn't do this just be and not say anything to me. I mean, it's not like I showed up yesterday and I went, what do you mean my last hour is not on the radio right now? Uh, I knew this was coming, and typically I, I just let it happen that way because everybody's going to learn and i found out by telling everybody people still don't listen close enough to understand that it's coming they don't know it's going to be there until it happens i mean i told you for several weeks that rush (laughs) that rush was coming to our station and he guess what it showed up and then i told you that hannity was coming and that's why i moved to morning surprise because i wanted to have the strongest they asked me about it and i said Hey, as a program director, I can tell you that's the strongest talk lineup of any station in Arkansas and maybe here in the uh, the Southwest. Well, and here's the deal with the change. You get a double shot of a local conservative voice on the radio because you get on the air the last hour of your show. Okay, at so here's how it's going to work. Every right? day. I'll be on live here at 101.1 every day. From 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. Start your morning. All right. Get your conservative get you to on. Work. I'll get you to work. Then at 8 o'clock, this new show starts, but I'm still recording, okay, here in the studio. I'm still doing my show. So you who are watching on Facebook, Facebook. you can watch the show as it occurs. But it's being recorded because it's going to be played back after Jay Sokolow who, by the way, is paying to be on the air as well. That's why I'm not coming on at 5 o'clock, He's but on, at on five 6. And at 6. I'm coming on at 6 o'clock. And uh, you can catch the rest of my show. Except for Wednesday nights, because from 6 to 7, that is up in your business with Carrie McCoy. So on Wednesday nights, you know, as you're driving into uh, to your church service or whatever else you do on Wednesday nights, uh, Dave will be on at 7 on Wednesday nights. Yeah, see, we're, we're moving around. And, and the, the reason that I got to move around like that, simple. Money is scarce. And money's king. And money, is, well, it's that's not, what puts it's the radio like on the air. It's okay. we're a capitalistic. That's what puts you know, the radio thing, on the right? air. So, <laughs> the bottom line, it keeps us on the air. So we got to keep on uh, doing it the way we're doing it right now. So you can watch it on Facebook, or if you want to hear it earlier, you can go on one hundred one point one FM, theanswer dot com, and uh, Heidi will have the show downloaded by ten o'clock. Yeah podcast yeah so you can listen to the podcast there if you just can't wait uh or you turn it on at six o'clock listen to it well and you can always go to facebook during the day 
pull up that video and watch that last hour. So, so I, there's I just, all kinds of ways here's to the do key. it. I just wanted to let you know and try to explain it. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, maybe 5% of you are getting it. The rest of you are, are, are saying, where's Dave? You're going to be saying, where's Dave at 8 o'clock? I, I, I already know that, that that's going to happen. Phone, my phone kind of blew up yesterday yeah, on that one. <laughs> that's, you know, and it blew up here at the station. People yeah. want to know where yeah. I went what to. What happened? <laughs> yeah, my last hour is at 6. Just know that. Except, And I'm not going to go into but on Wednesdays. Uh, just know it that. It gets hard. You, you know, you got to follow. I just know if there's a show that shows up and about mine, I've given the okay to do it because they they – they have to get my okay to do it, and it's uh, your show. and I basically said sure. I mean, I understand. You know, it, it's like the dec- everybody's got to do like, their part. Well, look, it's like the Declaration of Independence. They wanted to get rid of slavery in the Declaration of Independence, but they couldn't get rid of it and carry the colonies from the South. That's right. That's so right. So Franklin understood. It didn't matter if you had a clause that got rid of the of, of slavery if the piece of material that you were working for wasn't assigned a unanimous vote by all the colonies, so you didn't have independence. You had to have that first. So they had to make compromises. Yeah. So they <gasps> so they dropped. Oh my gosh. So they dropped the slavery clause and got the Southern votes, and uh, you know the rest is history. Now Adams understood that it meant that. There was going to be problems down the way about it, about it, because both sides were set in the ways of how they felt about it. But they were able to agree to do the Constitution. They were able to understand there was a bigger, bigger issue, issue than just that that they could join topic. together on. Yes. that they could be on the same side on. You know, the, the, a bigger the, the issue. other side of that, just in history, is if you look at Churchill, FDR and stalin to stop you know fascism in europe yep same thing after the the war was over even some during the war they didn't trust each other stalin you know wanted certain parts of the europe and things of that nature it's not pretty being human ain't pretty. How about that? Huh? But they were able to. a big to, surprise. Huh? But they were able surprise. to agree, yeah. you know, well, they on those bigger issues. There were bigger issues that fascism was a much more dangerous thing that, than any of them were concerned about at that time, except that we all found out later that communism with Stalin and before that Lenin was to be feared just as much as fascism was with Germany. We learned a lesson there, just like we're learning a lesson today about China. China yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thing. How have we allowed ourselves to think that China could be our friend? Yeah. Yeah. Or that if we just showed them enough of democracy and capitalism, that they would just give up all that communism and all that background and now all that, that history that and come people, our way? That what was wrong with us? would embrace uh, you know, capitalism now, and freedom. Have, and not, to some not, degree. Not, to some degree. As much as they are able, able to see it. I mean, look what happened they, to Hong Kong. They shut it down. Yeah, look All what's right? happening they in Hong Kong today. They shut down Facebook and stuff. They shut down Google. And Google works with the commies. They work with them. So a piece so that, that works, they, so that, uh, Google <laughs> works with them so that the people over there don't have free internet. 
Google does that, and they have the audacity to attack our president. The hypocrisy is just disgusting in that situation. All right, I promised you to get graphs. We'll come back. We got them. I'll, I'll kind of I'll move up close to the camera so I can kind of show them, and Heidi can zero in on them. But we're going to take a break first. It's thirteen minutes to seven. The Bible guys are coming up. If you haven't got your Bible uh, guy question in, it's Bible guys at Salem S A L E M L R one word dot com. Back with you. Okay, we got nine minutes here. Let me try to. The president got into this yesterday. I'm going to leave my headphones on. I'm moving over towards. I got to. I got to kind of carry my microphone with me. This looks so. This looks ridiculous. I was going to say a word that I'm not supposed to say anymore. Cancel culture gets upset if I said it. Anyway, but you got to see does, the charts. Does, does this does this help you? Can you kind of zero in on the charts there? Heidi Heidi's try. She's got it. All right. So let's start off. You've heard them say that the cases here in the United States of COVID-19 have skyrocketed. And they are right. This is average cases per day by week. This is through the whole thing, through the whole COVID uh, uh, pandemic. And here's what the chart looks like. You can see at the beginning where it starts, and you can see we're up to about 50,000 cases nowadays that uh, has been happening. So that's what the chart looks like. Now, when you see those numbers, and, and, and Heidi, pull the mic over to you for just a second. When you see a chart, when it looks like that, and then I would ask you, that's how, that shows you how many people have been infected with the COVID virus. What would be your, and I think it's a logical assumption, of death rate? Would you think death rate was going up too? That's what it did in the beginning. I, they can't hear your head shake. <laughs> I was nodding my head, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what my oh, okay. That's Love what my it. dad always said to me. I can't hear the rocks in your head shaking. Anyway, uh, she was shaking her head. Yes. All right. So that that's why, if you remember last Thursday, I was talking about when you say fifty thousand cases, you go, oh my god, people got to be dying like flies out there. Not so fast. All right. Next, next one. This is our next one. Here is your average deaths per day by week. All right. Average deaths per day by week. And my thanks to Paul for doing this. You see where it started? Right there. All right. The death rate shot up. Okay. To right here to about, oh, 2000 is what it says. And then watch the chart. What does it do? It falls off like a going down the first hill of a roller coaster. So you, your logical assumption is logical, but it's not correct. Because this is a situation, what's the old saying goes, correlation does not prove, what's the causation. word? Causation. Yeah, there you go. Cause, yeah, causation does not prove correlation. Correlation. Doesn't correlate a lot. So anyway, last chart for you. And this is one I took a lot of guff two or three weeks ago because I said that the death rate from COVID-19, according to the CV, uh, CDC, we had to we had to print the article to prove it. And a lot of you even wouldn't believe it then. All right. 
and said that the death rate from COVID-19, the percentage, was just a bit higher than from the flu. Now, COVID-19 has no vaccine. The flu has a vaccine, and its death rate is about 1%. COVID-19 is now 2%. Is that is that showing up good on Facebook? All right. Take a look at it. See how it fall, fall, fell off the cliff? The president's been saying this. The media's not reporting it. They're not reporting it. Wonder they, why. They just keep reporting how many people are getting infected. And that's why everybody is freaking out. I'm just telling you, just because more people are getting infected doesn't mean more people in di- are dying. In fact, it's just the opposite. Just the opposite. Now, Dr. Yamauchi will be on later this, uh, this week, and we're going to go over this even more. But I'm just, I'm just, this is the facts. These are the facts that are out there from all the states of how many people are infected, how many people are dying and all that brought out in, uh, in charts for you. I wish that the president would have like a fireside chat and uh, do what uh, Ross Perot did back in the 90s. And, And he got his charts up and showed them. They could do that. He could do this. And I think... He could put a lot of people uh, and make them feel a lot better, put them at ease. Just because you end up with COVID-19 does not, and I'm going to keep repeating this until I guess I die, just means, does not mean you're going to die. It also doesn't even mean that you'll be sick. That's right. All right. And the more cases, positive cases we have, think about it a little differently. That means that herd immunity is rising. Okay, take a look now at the two charts. Can we get both charts in there, Heidi? Okay, we got both charts. And we're going to put these on your Notice, Facebook page Yeah, and this will be on the Facebook page, too. On the left is infection rate. Zoom, going through the ceiling. Now look to the, uh, to the right, and that is death to case. Death to case index ratio correlation how many people are dying so the infection rate is going up the death rate is just above one percent bottom line your chances of dying from covid19 teeny are very very small tiny not much higher than from the regular flu which has a vaccine it's going to drop another one percent as soon as as we get a vaccine. As I say, the rates are similar. We have a vaccine for flu. We do not have a vaccine for COVID-19. Not yet. yet. the numbers for death rates are similar. We know now it affects older and more vulnerable people. If you're period. over 80 and you get COVID-19, you got an 80% chance of dying. Or if you're in a institutional setting, and that could also include, we have the Conway Human Development Center in Conway. Those folks are in an institutionalized setting. It's been a problem. Okay. We have that everywhere. Bible guys are coming up. Then I'll be back for one more hour that if you listen on the radio, you hear at 6 o'clock. But if you're on Facebook, you can watch me do it live right here on your Facebook uh, book feed that's going on right now. And again, we're going to put all this on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash the 
Dave Ellswick Show. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Dave Ellswick Show. No, no the. the anymore. No, okay. the. Just Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> if you put the Dave Ellswick Show, it'll show up to You can search the Dave Ellswick Show. It'll, fo- it'll yeah, follow. It'll find me. It'll and find you. just ask to be part. This is stuff that you... Look, please do me a favor. Share this with your friends. And you're going to want to be on Facebook to get that last third hour when it That's happens. Right. And Absolutely. so you can share this information during the day and check back in at 6, 7 o'clock in the evening and hear it live again. All right. Elizabeth leaves. Bible guys come in. then by, And then Elizabeth comes back. We've got more coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show. But first, the news. Lost your way, lost your cool, then you straight up lost your mind. Tried so hard to stay ahead, but you keep falling behind. Life is gonna pull you down, make it hard to see. But a little change in your point of view could be just what you need. There's always a reason to always choose joy. There's something deeper that the world can't destroy. Smile when you think you can't smile. Get up and dance, smile There's a bigger plan The storm only lasts for a while So smile Happiness is wonderful Boy, isn't that the You can choose joy, all right? You can choose joy Or, as some people are doing, you can choose fear Yeah Yeah You can choose fear And there's no reason to choose fear mm-hmm. That's why I'm sharing this stuff with these charts <laughs> because the media isn't giving you the whole story. No, that's right. They're telling you, oh, people are ca- catching COVID 19, but they're not dying from it. Right. <laughs> I'm just telling you, some people are, all right? Yeah. I, and I'm not downplaying a death, I'm just not doing it. But they're lying to you. It mm. goes along with what I've always said. Figures don't lie, mm. but liars figure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going on. All right. If they did this over the last five years, every time somebody caught the seasonal flu, it would sound very similar with as far as how crazy everything is. I had I had heard that um, if um, if someone comes into the, um, the hospital, uh, the emergency room, and um, they're treated, if they come in like as a Medicare patient or something, the hospital gets... Uh, like seven thousand uh, dollars. That per wouldn't patient. surprise. However, I'm, fight, if, I'm, I'm fighting this, so, so you know. Yeah, I I went and saw my uh, my doc, and uh, my uh, my my blood sugars were up. Uh-huh. All right, my A1C was higher than it's been in years. Okay, and I told her, I said, "Well, it's this COVID nineteen thing, man. I'm at home all the time. Yeah, I was doing my show from home, so I was eating." I'm sitting on the air and I'm eating crap. I mean, that's exactly what was going on. I think they call it the COVID fifteen. It's yeah. the fifteen pounds you put so on. I put on ten pounds. I'll be, I'm losing it right now. I mean, here's what I do: I go home from here. I don't eat uh-huh. until I get home, and uh, I eat a can of tuna with a little bit of mayo and a little bit of um, some uh, pickle or something yeah. in it, and that's breakfast. Yeah. And then later on, we'll have dinner. And last night, we had bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. Mm. And my blood sugar through the day was 101, which is perfect, uh, 123, 146. So, uh, Help me, Dave. I don't know. That, well, if that's I, good. Yeah, that's good. If, yeah. I keep it, if I keep it like that, after eating, I don't get over 146. Uh, when I have my next A1C, I'll bet you I'm under under 6. All right. 
and uh, they want you to stay under seven. So, but the, the, my doc, and I'm not going to say who her name is or anything like that, wants me to see a, what is it, an intro chronologist, chronologist yeah. and, and I, don't, I don't need to see one. Yeah. So I'm doing a tele-talk tour, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just going to tell them I'm not coming in. I believe a lot of tests are run so that hospitals mm-hmm. and uh, doctors' offices and stuff – it may not be a lot because the government don't pay a lot, to be mm-hmm. honest, when you're on Medicare. But it's better than nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I believe that they're they're sending us around. They're jacking us around some. Mm-hmm. And I won't be part of that. Right. So I'm not going. I'm just I'm not going to give them the chance to, to get me into that. Yeah. I, I, I And I, I don't I haven't. Um, you know, sometimes you see things and they're just headlines, and so you don't know the whole fact. But I, I had heard that uh, if you go in and the hospital reports it as being a COVID, then the, then you get almost twice as much. Um, I can from the I can see that that's yeah. probably true. And you saw that thing about those doctors on the YouTube. They've taken it off now. That California saying that they were receiving they were receiving pressure from the officials to of declare course they are. COVID. So why would you be doing that if this is it's money? There you go. Follow that's away. why that's why my look it's all about money that's why at eight o'clock i go off of the radio station yep. but you can watch me doing the last hour on facebook or you can wait until six o'clock and they're going to replay mm-hmm. and the reason we're doing it's very simple i just explain this look with covid19 and all the businesses shutting down and stuff People aren't advertising. Yeah. That's how we make our money. Mm-hmm. So somebody came up and said they're going to pay X amount of dollars for three hours from 8 o'clock until 11 o'clock. And uh, they came to me and said, Dave, are you willing to give up an hour? Because they would, they would have not done this unless I said yes. All right. And I said, of course. Yeah. You know, here's the key. It's just like the Constitution. Okay, so you, you keep the slavery laws and you don't get freedom. What's that get you? It gets you nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it it puts you back. Yeah. You don't want to do that. So anyway, just trying to I would imagine if somebody down. Um, dug into the uh, weeds of the the bill and all that stuff that was passed, I'm sure there was a lot of funding for businesses. I mean, we know it was for businesses, but for also hospitals. And that might, well, yeah, uh, there's a lot of money given the hospital. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. sure that's their justification for some of the increase. Oh, I'm sure there's justification, but I, I, it's like I said, and, and I said this just before we came on, figures don't lie, Yeah, mm-hmm. but liars figure, <laughs> and this shows that liars figure. The media yeah. has had, look, their narrative up to just last week is how many people have died, right. how many people have died. Well, not as many people are dying. Mm-hmm. So, they so now them. they switch the, the narrative, and it's how many people got the COVID virus? Mm-hmm. How many people got the virus? Mm-hmm. I'm, they're keeping you in a state of fear. Yeah. Now, that worries me about how much perhaps the media is either controlled by the government or they think they are the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. All right. It's the Bible, guys. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going on, and I'm I'm posting this on the day, uh, on Dave Ellswick show on Facebook, and that is my show Facebook page. Yeah, because I can have as many people as I want. My private page, I can only have five thousand. It's full all the time. If somebody drops off, I fill it immediately because I've got like nine hundred people waiting to get on it. Oh wow! And I'm I. 
wish that everybody would not get in line waiting and go ahead and just get on Dave Ellswick's show. Mm. It's basically the same. It's It's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, Except that you you may not, uh, my show didn't have the pictures like from my daughter's uh, funeral. All right. right, And I had a picture of my whole family Mm -hmm. so everybody could see. Yeah, there's a lot of them Ellswicks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's for my part of the family. Uh, But anyway, you know, you you keep right up with all of the articles mm-hmm. that I post on my my site are posted on my show site as well. And all you got to do is like, like, and you can you can get it. So please like, and you're going to want this because I want you to share these these uh, uh, graphs. Yeah, these don't lie. Mm-hmm. This is the official uh, stuff that they put out every day. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Paul Cosma did it. He's a math whiz. He's got his master's degree in math, and uh, it's basically what he does. Yeah. And he's been doing it, and he's he did this just because he said he heard what Trump said, that infections are up, but deaths are down. And he says he must have got that wrong. And then he did, the, he did the figures. Yeah. And it's not wrong. Infection rates are, are climbing. Death rates are plummeting. And you think the reason why the death rate or the the infection rate is climbing is just because we're doing more, more testing. testing? Yeah, yeah. So and we're, and we're miscounting as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's the key. Anyway, death rate, average death rate, uh, average deaths per day by week is uh, we're down to just over what is it? Fourteenth. Uh, I'm looking here. Let me get it. it's one percent right there. Death to case index ratio right there. One percent is what it is. Wow. Told you that two weeks ago. Mm. And everybody said, you lying sack. That's basically <laughs> what they were saying. And I said, I'm not lying to you. You've been lied to. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, be happy. Be, you know, know that this is good news. Yeah. All right. Yeah, why wouldn't you be happy about that? It is good news. Well, some people aren't happy about it because, oh, my God. They might reelect Trump right. if they find out he's he's really cut to death rate, and that's being played out yeah. in the media every day. Okay. What, kind, what kind of a politician do you have to be to to try to politicize and capitalize off of people's misery and suffering and and death? Yeah, Man. what can I tell you? I can't tell you. By the way, R.I.P. today, Charlie Daniels. Yeah, yep. Charlie died yesterday. Uh, I knew Charlie Daniels pretty well. I saw him. A billion times oh really yeah i first time i saw him i saw him at the university of marshall in west virginia and he was playing with uh pure prairie league and uh, the lead act was ario speedwagon (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah Yeah, two southern rock bands with a rock band which was a little disconcerting when they when ario came out and Opened up with right in the storm out, but I'm just saying, man, that song you played earlier scared me. I'm driving oh, along and I'm, I'm like, what is this? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. I oh was my, talking about it was scary. We were talking about Clive Clifford and we were talking about Beaker Street, and that's See, the song. None of the these first names. time I ever heard it was with Clive, Never. and it's called DOA. Don't know any of these names, but that was a freaky song. And as he's, it's, it's the, the uh, chorus is I was. Let's see, uh, Heidi, I Heidi didn't like it, did she? Yeah, she she thought it was all right. You thought Blood Rock was all right, right? Yeah, she thought it was okay. Okay. You know, we I was flying, we were flying low, and we hit something in the air talking about 
driving really, really fast. Oh. And they crashed. And he's talking about laying on a gurney with the, the sheet up to on his chest. And he looks over and... and uh, blood he's, his, dripping down yeah, his fingers. That's and... his girlfriend. <laughs> and blood dripping down her fingers and a vacant stare in her eyes. She had died. You know, it's, it's a great so song. we should be praying for Heidi <laughs> and praying for Dave. Right. That's what this show is about today. <laughs> anyway, we got questions. You guys have got the answers. So let me uh, get the question we'll see about out. that. Um, I got to get I got to take a break first, though. So first Bible question, really, coming up after the break. I need to talk to you about PI Roofing. PI Roofing is your roof leak detectives. Joel and Veronica Johnson own uh, PI Roofing. I can tell you, I know for a fact that they're born again believers and they take good care of their customers. No one works for uh, uh, the folks at PI Roofing uh, unless you can pass Joel's ch- uh, test. People come in and say they want to be on the roofing crew. Uh, they have a special area they take them to. They're in their building that has a roof. And they get up and they put shingles on and stuff and show them how they do it. And uh, he finds out if they know what they're talking about. I mean, they might do some things a little bit differently, but he figures if they know the basics, he can take them and then teach them the PI roofing way, which is a a, a great way of doing roofing repairs. They're good people. Uh, They'll tell you how much it's going to cost. And they'll tell you what exactly they're going to do. They'll work with your insurance company. They'll work with their appraiser. All you got to worry about usually is paying whatever your deductible is with your insurance company. And if somebody tells you, hey, look, we'll fix it so you don't have to pay your deductible, run. Just run. Because if they will cheat to get your business, they will cheat you when they put the roof on. I'm just, I'm just warning you. Just, just giving you a good warning here. Uh, take words of advice. All right, I'm not a sage, but it's words of good advice. And you can do everything you need to do and keep your social distancing and all the COVID nineteen rigmarole that you got to keep. Call them at seven zero seven thirty five fifty four uh, fifty one seven zero seven thirty five fifty one and go to uh, their website at piroofing.com. We continue, and uh, we're looking. It's uh, 23 minutes after 7. Here's the first question. Finally got to it. I've been remiss in talking about other things. Uh, Dear Bible guys, I have a follow-up question to the one I sent in last week regarding the Holy Spirit. When you mentioned the gifts of the Spirit, the one thing I didn't hear you mention was the gift of speaking with the tongues of men. Can you comment on that gift? I assume you believe it is an operation since you guys said that all the gifts were still available to us today. Yeah. It's, um, um, we're, we're, we were discussing this one and we think what they're asking about is the understanding of language. Um, and, and that's how a lot of people interpret. They don't believe what they hear. What most people call is, is babble is actually speaking in tongues and there's actually two different types of tongues mentioned in the scriptures. One is that which is the angelic type or heavenly prayer language, uh, and then there is the other one where it actually deals with languages. And uh, this is probably closer to the one that was um, manifested in Acts because all of the different nations were represented. But I've personally heard these, this is one of the gifts I've never actually personally met anybody that operated in this, but I've heard stories of it where 
someone begins to pray uh, what they believe the Holy Spirit is leading them to do in um, the heavenly language and actually start speaking a native language of, of a nation wherever they're at. And then the people would would be in awe that they actually knew their language and they're like, I didn't know it. And so that they're or maybe there's just one person, maybe a person in the congregation uh, was visiting or something mm-hmm. and they were from, let's say, Germany and they didn't understand English that well. And all of a sudden, person starts praying, and all of a sudden, they start praying in that person's yep. language. Yeah, yep. I have a friend of mine who um, he was ministering in Poland, and uh, and he had a, pe- a line of people that came up to be prayed for, and he was going, and he came to this one man um, who was there with his daughter because he couldn't speak any English, so his daughter was there to interpret from Polish into English, and so when my friend got up to him, he just felt an overwhelming urge to just uh, to more or less begin to speak in tongues. So he did, and he he waited around for an interpretation because normally if you speak in a tongue, you need to have an interpretation, and it just didn't come. He didn't have it, and so he didn't know what to do. So he just went ahead and moved on from him. But the whole time he was doing that, the man was just looking at this shocked look on his face. And um, and uh, long story short, the the uh, the daughter and the and the father came up to him afterwards and said, um, she said, my dad wants to know where you learned Latin. He's a Latin professor, and he speaks uh he was it was a professor of latin so and when you spoke to him you spoke to him in uh what well, not in polish but in a language that only he and the other guy would understand and the guy so, who was speaking it thought he was speaking glossy yeah, yeah he thought yeah. he's just doing a heavenly language yeah, he and in fact know. he was doing a real language yeah. so there are tongues of men and there are tongues of angels the apostle paul said although i speak with the tongues of men and of angels so paul understood there's a distinction between standing up and giving a word out that is supernaturally going to be understood by those people. And there's another word that you speak in an unknown tongue. That's why it's called an unknown tongue, because nobody knows the tongue, the tongues of angels. And that one requires an interpretation. Um, and um, and that's important to understand also. It's not a translation. It's an interpretation. So when the word comes out, it's not going to be a word for word. Um, that's why when you have someone, like I, a lot of times I lived overseas, I would use an interpreter, not a translator. So when I would say something in English, the guy would interpret it for me. So it wasn't verbatim, but it was more or less the interpretation of what was said. So there's two different it's things. It's important for people to understand that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because sometimes you might say it, speak in tongues just for a few seconds, and then the interpretation comes out, and it might be a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. It takes a while sometimes to explain in English. Like, for like for example, the, word he, the Hebrew word for day is the word yom, but to fully translate that word... It takes 52 English words to fully describe the one word yom in Hebrew. So if someone is speaking a heavenly language, they might speak just for a few seconds, but then the interpretation might take several minutes and someone's listening saying, that can't be right because it only took him two seconds to say that. It's mm-hmm. taken him a minute to say that. So this no. in a Chinese movie. we all know that one so we we may not have mentioned it last week but we yeah we believe that there is there are times where it's supernatural you're speaking the language of a of a people group you've never been to but then there's also the tongue of angels that nobody knows that's why it's an unknown tongue and that's um, a heavenly language that if you speak it in public it needs someone to come up and actually give an interpretation for okay so i'm glad you brought that up yeah because when we come back i've got a you know, what does a word mean in Hebrew? How could that end up causing a misinterpretation in like creation? Okay, cool. All right, because our next question, I'll just tell you what the question is. So when you come back, this is what you're going to hear answered. 
I'd like to ask the question about creation. Do you guys believe in a literal seven-day creation? Do you believe in the gap theory? They've already answered that before here on the show. They'll answer it again, and why. And then a question about Joseph's coat of many colors. We're going to hear about that as well. And I never thought about the questioning about it. Hmm. And is there a story behind why he had it? So we'll talk about that right. as well. And it wasn't so that Donny Osmond had a could could do the, to do a musical. That's not the, that's not the answer. All right, just let you know that right now. All right, we've got to get to Rush. He's coming up here, and then when we come back, uh, Scott and Steve will be back with us. Billy's hit the doctors. We'll keep him in our prayers. But right now, here comes Rush. All right, so here was the question we left the Bible guys with, and Bible guys today. Scott Stewart, pastor of Agape Church, and Steve Hess, who's the head of the uh, American Institute. Is that correct? Vice president. Okay, vice president. Oh, you're the president. Steve does most of the teaching. Okay, so bottom line, Steve Steve is out there. You'll see him on on these classes. And just know that, uh, you know, the pastor's got to be the president because it falls on him if – Something gets out that shouldn't be out. That's, that's the, way that's it the good works. thing about being in this position. Because if <laughs> if I mess anything up or teach anything wrong, I you have to talk to the him. guy yeah. who's in charge. Just point at him. Yeah. All right. So yeah, here's yeah. the question: Do you guys believe in a literal seven day creation? And I said that was important that you understand that words in English taken from something in Hebrew might not convey the exact meaning of mm-hmm. what the Hebrew word says. Mm-hmm. So day, the way we look at it, might not be the way the Hebrews look yeah. at it. Yeah, I, you know, if, when you say seven literal days, I guess you're meaning a 24-hour cycle that's of time. What he's, that I would say it with yeah. you, that's what he's saying. Yeah, and uh, just speaking from a scientific perspective, the answer is no, simply because um, you may not realize this, but we have to, the earth is slowing down and every, I forget however many years we have to add a leap second oh, yeah. to our clocks yeah. because the earth, the rotation slowing. So you have to add time to it to keep us on a 24 day hour cycle. Do you know what, how often we do that? Mm-hmm. And they have to add it. So basically you take the rate, the earth is slowing, reverse it by, let's say 6,000 years and you push us backwards in time. So the earth uh, was actually um, spinning faster in the past, which means our day would not have been 24 hours. It probably would have been like 23 hours and something. So 24 hours, no. Uh, but when it comes to the actual literal um, days, it comes back to the Hebrew word day. The Hebrew word for day is is yom, and it would actually take 52 English words to describe that one Hebrew word day. And if I was just to kind of put it in real simple terms, it would basically mean this. The length of time it took God to make all he made on a particular time, that in itself was the day. So it could have taken God a millisecond, and that was day one. Or it could have taken him a week, and that was day two. I mean, so however long it took God to do what he did was called a day. Okay, well, the creation of the universe, okay, was quick. Mm -hmm. I don't see that being long, and I think that... For scientists, I think Big Big Bang Theory kind of says there was nothing, and all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. It was here. Uh All right? But as far as, you know, 
How long did it take to the animals and all of that? I have no idea. I watched a, um, there's a guy that I work with um, who was mocking me because I do believe in a literal seven day of creation. <clears throat> and I gave him the reference to a, um, he was a Jewish physicist, and, and he, but he was also a uh, rabbi. And he was um, talking about how with, that when God created everything, it was created for ready use. And so when a tree was created for the earth, it had one ring. Even though it may have been a foot thick, it had one ring. And when Adam showed up, he was 30 years old. He was created instantaneously. It didn't evolve out of the dirt. And so he was using um, some of the uh, of his uh, scientific language to match up with what the Torah was saying. Uh, and I tend to lean towards that um, simply because it, it's, I think it's so difficult to to try and say that the world has always functioned the same way. Uh, and so if you're going to do something scientifically, then it has to be measurable and repeatable. And we, we basically have to speculate on how things have either evolved, devolved, uh, um, and when they measure you know the dirt samples and the ice core samples and all that other kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Now, getting looking at scripturally, if if we look at the story of creation and the beginning part of the book of Genesis as Moses' interpretation, Moses sharing uh, what God revealed to him, then I always ask the question is, what point does it go from being a fable about how God created everything to when does that first person become a real person? When does Abraham become really a man named Abram that lived in Ur and grew up in that area? What about Seth? You know, what about Adam? You know, what about all of those other people and all of those other towns and all of those other events? So if we just look at the story of creation as just a description, then how far are we going to take it? Because there are people who argue that David wasn't a real man, that David didn't exist. And or crazy. Solomon didn't exist. Correct. There's just so much archaeological evidence that says, Correct. says otherwise. Yeah. Right. So there's just – and that's why I tend to believe because, you know, God gave us the seventh day – and I just don't look at it as God gave us a seventh period of time. Mm. He gave us a day. Well, you know, of the rest. problem with those archaeologists that say David didn't exist, there's not a picture of a pterodactyl <laughs> that, uh, you know, sat down there and acted like a typewriter and made a picture of David that, on a tablet that we <laughs> right. can see. Yeah. Going back to the Flintstones <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just looked up here. The last uh, leap second was added um, June 30th this year. Oh, really? Yep. And so about every four years, they add a second to our time because we keep uh, losing time because the Earth is slowing its rotation. But uh, now, that, now that's, let's say that that's dangerous. How so? It, well, if you add it all, some, some time, the Earth's going to stop. Right, and if it stops, all the rest of us going to float off <laughs> and out of space. I'm wondering if everybody on Earth would run at one specific time to their right. Uh-huh. If we could stop it, yeah, would we? Could we bring it back up to the way it was? Well, we saw Superman flew around the that's Earth right. and exactly. he reversed that's right. time. You that's know, right. So. That's right. I'm just yeah. saying, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, someone once said that, well, if you take the amount of rotation and you slow it down, or, and you can speed it up, if you take the rate of decline right now and reverse it 7 billion years, like people say, then we know Earth couldn't exist because the Earth would have been spinning so fast, people would have been flying off the Earth like uh, like <laughs> yeah. a merry-go-round. Yeah. Couldn't have happened. Okay, no. so. Yeah, so we believe in the, in the literal, uh, we believe in the literal creation of seven days. The length of that day, I think, is uh, a Debatable. Question. Yeah. All right. 
Do you believe in the gap theory? Let me just say, they've answered this before. No. Right. Yeah. All right. Just know that. It, no. Yeah. No. And then linguistically, it doesn't work anyway. The the way the way it's phrased, um, it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to that. No. All right. Just know that. Now, second question, and I thought this was really interesting, and I'm going to tell you what Scott was doing study during the break, <laughs> and now he's interested uh-huh. in this. Uh, second question about Joseph's coat of many colors. I mean. Just about everybody knows this just because of the musical, all right, by Andrew Lloyd Webber. What kind of coat might that have been, and why would Jacob give such a gift to Joseph? Is there some sort of Hebraic message in that coat? That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't think we have the answer to Neither one of us really Um, had one on it. And it's, you know... We were saying to each other, there has to be some rabbinic commentary on that because, I mean, it is such a well-known thing. And I looked up just briefly, uh, and apparently this word for coat that's used there is only used one other time in the whole Bible. And it's um, the coat that David gave to his daughter Tamar. Hmm. And so the implication is possibly it was a coat of, of royalty. So maybe... Because Joseph was the firstborn of the wife that Joseph actually, uh, not Joseph, that uh, Jacob actually pursued, which was Rachel, uh, that her firstborn would um, would be uh, was seen as something special, almost like um, you know a royal crowning for 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 Jacob or something. I, at the moment, I'm honestly talking off the top of my head because I don't I. Yeah, we I, have, were, I don't know. We were really speculating about it because uh, as much as I've read in different commentaries and stuff like that, I don't remember anything that was a clear uh, reason for it. But it was basically – I think it's probably a, a pretty accurate um, – a, a pretty good educated guess, and that is because of who Rachel was to Jacob uh, and that she was the original desire, the original thing in which he pursued, and then Joseph being the firstborn of that pursuit – it would make sense that he would, quote unquote, be the favored son. Uh, and really, in that mindset, he would be the son of heir in Jacob's mindset because he is the one that, um, not uh, Sim- Simeon, I think, or Reuben's the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have been Reuben who was born um, through Leah, but it would have been Joseph. Yeah, and, and I was going to point out, just in case someone people don't understand, uh, Jacob had four, four women that bore all the 12 tribes. It wasn't just... Um, uh, two, one, it was four lady. of them. Yeah. So, but of all four of them, the one that he worked fourteen years to get the permission to marry was Rachel, who bore Joseph. She must have been good. She good. must have been. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, there was something so, really special, special about, about her. her. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, she dies uh, with uh, giving birth to uh, Benjamin. to Benjamin. So. She only produces two out of the twelve tribes, and the other tribes are produced by the other um, the other three women. So she was somewhat special uh, for him, and that probably was why. Um, and I think there's probably a significance. They they take his coat off, they cover his coat in blood. Um, there's a there is an actual name for the Messiah. The Jews believe in actually two messiahs. They believe in what's called the Messiah, son of David, Mashiach bin David. And they also believe in what's called the Mashiach ben Yosef, or the Messiah, son of Joseph. So there's a messianic uh, title and a messianic theme attached to Joseph, which 
now that I'm saying it, it probably deal. There, there probably is a lot more to this coat and what mm-hmm. happened to this coat because they still and the, and a lot of rabbis are even saying today. There, many of them are beginning to say we could see that Yeshua Jesus was the Messiah son of Joseph. They've not seen him as the Messiah son of David yet because they say the Messiah son of Joseph will be a suffering Messiah. He's a Messiah who will suffer. He will die. He will be plagued. He'll be beaten for the sake of the people. So it's almost like he's a priestly Messiah, a kingly Messiah, son of David, priest Messiah, son of Joseph. And they tie that to the Messiah. So there, there probably is a lot more there. And now, now I'm but intrigued. Yeshua, I'm going to study it now. tied directly into the line of David. Of course, yes. Which is yeah. through all of that. Yeah. yeah. But that, And if people who want to study anything prophetically to really understand what's going to happen in the end, you need to understand the story of Joseph. Because Joseph was a prophecy, in a sense, um, of what was going to happen. He was going to be just like Joseph was rejected by his brothers. Yeshua was rejected by his brothers. He was sold to the Egyptians. Uh, Yeshua was sold to the Romans. You know, so and there's going to come a time, just like when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers while he was in Egypt. Yeshua was going to reveal himself to his brothers. So it's very and, prophetic. Yeah, story. and when and when the, and when the brothers finally meet Joseph, he doesn't look Jewish. Yeah, they don't even he, recognize. He him. doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have. He's not using his name, Joseph. He's been given a Gentile name. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he has a Gentile name. He looks like a Gentile. They don't recognize him, and then he reveals himself as being Joseph, and he shows himself as being the, the the Jew that he was, and so and so he saves the entire nation of Israel uh, by at that moment of revelation. So there's a very much of a messianic tie to Joseph. So with that in mind, Steve. Hmm. Do you teach about that in your uh, <laughs> I am, eschatology uh, class? I am currently working on a course um, that um, was three different courses that I'm kind of merging into one. And it's going to be called Prophet's Prophecy in the Last Days and the End Times. Will you have that in it? It'll absolutely be. It's, it'll be in the last semester because it is one of the things uh, – I've shared this with Scott and many others. is one of the things I didn't like about – that I haven't seen done well in the Messianic community is a really Hebraic understanding of – prophecy most people just took what is commonly taught in most churches and just slapped some hebrew names on it and called it hebraic understanding of prophecy and they don't really address uh, the second exodus that the bible speaks of they don't address joseph they don't address the fullness of the wedding ceremony of the feast of the lord they don't tie all of that together and once you put all of those things together then you can have a more clear understanding of the end times and people can take this class when it's already it'll, set to go it'll be by a, doing what about a year and a half by going to the american institute.org american institute.org yep. if you want to understand the bible from a hebraic uh presentation and why wouldn't you mm-hmm. uh that you need to study that because i'm just telling you some of the stuff that we say in church might not be 100 percent mm, right yeah. heretic even if you want your children to have a good hebraic foundation uh agape academy mm. our academy we teach our kids learn hebrew they they it is it's a place where they get the foundation of, of all this as they as they grow so you can go to agape academy uh website and you can uh, enroll your kids for the fall all right, there you got. We'll take a break. $287,619. I just didn't pull that figure out of the air. It is what you would do. What would you do with that kind of money in retirement? Because that's how much a Little Rock couple could save in taxes with their IRA and 401k. Thanks to the tax planning strategy from David Lucas Financial right here in Little Rock. 
learn exactly how much money you could save with a free retirement tax analysis. What to do is say you save $250,000. If you'll call right now and be one of the first 10 callers, they'll do this analysis for you so you can see what might happen in the future because taxes are at an all-time low. It's only a matter of time before you have to go up because they're giving away all this free money right now. Uh, 501-222-3315 is the number to call. If you got an IRA or 401k, learn how much money in taxes you could save by uh, calling 501-223-222-3315. That number again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, question. I would like to know what each one of the Bible guys and Dave believe is the most pressing issue in our culture today. What is the most pressing issue in the church today? How should we deal with these issues? You want me to go first? Okay. I believe a true definition of truth. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right, what is true? I mean, it's looks question been asked for a long time. Pilate asked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What is truth? And uh, I believe that the Bible lays out what is truth. All right. What do you think? See, this is where we start getting into my truth. Mm-hmm. All right. That should be my opinion. Is what that should be, not my truth. There you that's go. Right. There is only one truth. It's either true. Or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is no shades of truth. It is it is either black or it is white. And that's not a racist statement, by the way. What's the most pressing issue in the church today? Same thing. That's right. And how should we deal with these issues? Speak the truth from the pulpit. Mm. That's all I got. Yeah. I rest my case. That's exactly what I was Perry going to Mason. say. Perry Mason. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Yep. Done. That was my answer to both of them. We did, didn't uh, even uh, Alex uh, de, Tro- de Trofield, whenever he came here, he said the reason why America is, is good, uh, is, no, the reason why America is great is because America is good. good. And it's good because there are pulpits and churches that are, that are speaking preaching. the truth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that uh, I would I would totally uh, agree with that. But I think that if I was, um, it goes right along with it. I would think that um, as far as the society, it's a complete, um, a complete lack of uh, God consciousness. Um, and the awareness of um, of the fact that God is uh, is is looking and uh, is 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 among us, and then well, God and, is, is true. Purveyor yeah. of truth, yeah, yeah, right. And then in the church, um, I, I would also agree with what you said, but I think also there's just there's apathy, yeah, um, and and compromise. I mean, gosh, there, there's actually I don't think there's there's so, so many things you could point your finger at, yeah, but. Uh, but uh, I think you know. I think our compromise has led to our uh, to our apathy. But um, if truth was being preached and truth was being believed, it would it would revolutionize. The church is supposed to be the pulse and the conscience of the nation, mm-hmm. and I think you can make a direct correlation that the fact that the church is not on fire and that the church in conviction and repentance is not being preached from the pulpits, then there is no truth or conviction or fire in the people, and there's no fear of God in our nation because well, there's no fear not, of God taught in the church anymore. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've gone from God sitting on a big throne with a club yeah. to God sitting on a throne saying, okay. Right. Yeah. I like Scott's 
uh, term that he uses. Uh, we look at Jesus as boyfriend Jesus. He's just our buddy. He's just our pal. And though there is an buddy aspect, Jesus, there you go. That yeah. there is an aspect of um, truth that he will sit and commune just like he did with the disciples. But we forget at the same time, he will He's turn you king. over his knee and wear your rear end. <laughs> He's the king. Yep. Yeah. That's right. A righteous mm-hmm. judge. That's yeah. right. Ruler of the nations. Yeah. King of the universe. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with all that for sure. All right. So uh, we'll be back next Tuesday yep. to do this again. And if you have a question, easy to get the question asked, just send it to Bible Guys at salem lr s-a-l-e-m-l-r dot com and some of the answers that we've given today may have irritated some of you Mm -hmm. i know the thing about truth irritates a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah you don't like the truth Mm -hmm. but always remember bible tells us the truth the truth will set us free and that's christ will set That's us right. free. Amen. I heard a statement once that people don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what they believe is true. They want their ears tickled. Yeah. And this is not the place to come for that. Yeah, nope. you're right about that. All right. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday. I'll be back on Facebook. You can watch me on Facebook for the last hour. And then uh, when we come back uh, at 6 o'clock, you can listen to the hour that I'm going to be recording. Coming up live on the Air 101 is a financial program next. Going out with Charlie Daniels. show for a tuesday elizabeth back in the studio we thank the bible guys for being in the second hour uh, but we're into the third hour now and if you're watching on facebook you're watching it in real time if you're listening on the radio uh this hour was recorded at eight in the morning all right so if for some reason uh the world blew up uh between eight and uh, six o'clock I don't know about it at this time. All right. I do. When I'm, where I'm at home, I would know what exactly happened. All right. So I want to talk about something that uh, Elizabeth brought up to me. And that is the election that's coming up in November and how people are saying that uh, Donald Trump needs to, you know, get his message out more and things of that nature. Uh, Remember in 16, it was make America great again. We had just gone through eight years of a president who said he was going to transform uh, America. That's right. And he did. And he, yeah, he did. He started do that. the ball. Now, here, here's something that you need to know. I don't know if you heard this or not yet, but Biden just over the weekend said that he was going to transform America. He is rerunning the Obama campaign uh, from, uh, you know, 
12 years ago, basically, uh, now. And telling you what Obama told you, and, and since he doesn't have an original idea in his head, that's Biden, he doesn't, or can't remember an idea long enough to make it, you know, his campaign, uh, he's just going to use the uh, the words of the former president as his uh, campaign for uh, 2020. And that, that's what we're starting to hear now. With that in mind, is that what you want to go back to? And this is what I ask people when they talk to me and say, well, you know, he does, Trump does this, he does that. And I said, look, as a person, maybe you don't like the guy. But what about his policies do you not like? And most people look at me and go, well, you know, I can't think any about it, anything off the top of my head. I like how the stock market's going. I like how the economy overall's going. I believe that there's rules and they need to be followed. And uh, I believe in religious liberty, and, and he believes in religious liberty, and they go on and on about it. And then I say, then don't vote for trump because he's an easterner vote for trump because what he's done for america during the four years he's been in office has been for the most part positive what he's done with china what he's done uh with uh, nafta and all the other things that that he, i mean he's done a ton of stuff that is positive for this nation now, if you're going to blame him uh, for uh, racism, then you've got to blame every president before him. Let's be honest. Obama didn't do a bunch for racism during the eight years that he was in office. They had a total trifecta, the Democrats, all three. Yeah, they had the know, House, they the Senate, done everything and, the, they wanted and to do. the White House, and they could have reformed uh, justice in America. Absolutely. They didn't Black do, Lives Matter, they didn't do one thing. And yet they want to blame Trump for not doing enough. And he's really? the one who has done something about justice. Ask the 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 folks that have been, you know, frittering, frittering away, frittering away in, in uh, prison who are not in prison now <laughs> because of unjust sentencing. First Step Act. Yes. Record unemployment for how many different parts of our economy? Yeah. You know, women, blacks, Latinos. Yeah, if you want to do on. if you want to do, you know, politics by race and and ethnicity and uh gender, gender, female, male, not kind of male, kind of not female. Not all seventy five different right. versions. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, the What's the ice cream place that's got all the different flavors? Baskin ice cream? Robbins. Yeah, bad, yeah, not Baskin Robbins uh, sexuality. We're talking <laughs> males and females. You know, he has been in, ahead of everybody on that. And including with all the opposition that's been thrown at him, and he has still gotten all this done. Yeah. And by the way, we're hearing rumors from Mark Meadows that he's going to be doing a lot more this month. Well, he's going to be in New Hampshire with Saturday. some more executive orders because he can't get Congress to act to do what they need to do to do what they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. So here's here's the question you must ask yourself. By no, it's November third, correct? 
uh, that we got to keep in mind on that Tuesday. When you walk in that booth, what do you believe in? That's what I'm going to ask you right now. What do you believe in? And I was kind of making this point to Elizabeth before we we started recording this, uh, this hour. And that is, she said, uh, we we can't just get him reelected by the people who voted for him the last time. You can't, it won't happen with just the far right base. Yeah. It has to be the middle. Well, it didn't happen the last time Mm-mm. with the far right base right. as it is. That's right. A lot of people came across from, quote, middle class America, independence, as they like to try to say, to say on that. Which means I'm not going to declare a Republican or a Democrat affiliation. So here's here's what I ask of you. If you're one of those people, when you look at where we're at and where we're going, I keep hearing these things. Only five percent believe in the greatness of America and all of this. Uh Well, I don't buy that and I don't believe it because if, I, I think if you drill down a little bit, you'd find that that is all lies. Again, it's it's how the questions are asked in a lot of these polls. And the, and I'm just telling you, polling right now, it's not <laughs> going to look, it's not gonna look <laughs> that way when we get closer to the race. It's just not going to look that way. Americans are not pay, uh, paying attention, so to, so to speak, to the race for the presidency, but here is what they are paying attention to because gun sales tell me that they're paying attention to it, and that is the lawlessness that's going on in this country, which is happening in most of our major cities. Who, and I just, I'm going to ask this right straight out, who has been in charge of those major cities for the last century, for the most part. Now, there may be a, be a break in there of, uh, you know, four or six years or something like that. But over the that 100-year span, who has been in, in control of the cities? And if you believe in truth and you believe in history... Then you put the two together and it says Democrats. It's the Democrats that have been in charge of the cities. I mean, I can, yeah, it's been a long time, for instance, since a Republican has been in charge in Chicago. Uh, Giuliani is, is the only Republican I can think of that was in charge of New York because Bloomberg was not a Republican. Uh, the same thing when you look at Boston, the same thing when you look at Atlanta, the same thing when you look at L.A., the same thing as when you look at San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, go on and on and on where all this this garbage yeah, is going on. The Democrats control those cities, Baltimore, Detroit, and they're abysmal abysmal and at the same time they're on the news right now i saw it yesterday the the right wings are trying to scare you to tell you that all these democrat controlled cities are are going down the tubes and and you shouldn't believe that 
Why are they out there having to say that right now? Why? Because we know what we because see and we going know down what the, the stats are, and they are going Why down do the tubes. Why do you think de Blasio is asking the federal government for $7 trillion? There's a report out there that 500,000 people are looking to leave these cities and go elsewhere because of their businesses and their homes and their everyday lives being so impacted by all this violence. They don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Voting with their feet. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's what's going down. And so the Democrats. These are failed policies. We've known they've been fail. They've been failing for decades. And yet the people that are in the inner cities keep voting the same kinds of people back into office. Well, so what's going to happen is a lot of those voters are going to leave because even in the moderate other side, there are people that are not happy with all this. Like, say, it's too disruptive. They can't have their daily lives. They can't have their businesses. They can't send their kids down the street to a, you know, anywhere without thinking somebody's going to get shot. And when those people leave, who's going to be left in these cities? The illegals? Antifa? All the Black Lives Matter people? Where are they going to be? And where are the regular citizens going to yeah, be? They're, they're running regular the people part, out. They're not coming to to the suburbs, way out in the suburbs. You know, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just not doing that. They're, you know, the Atlanta mayor was complaining yesterday about this, and, and rightly so, but that an eight-year-old was killed. Well, uh, you're, you're doing this to yourself. I mean, you're turning on yourself and you're running your own base out of these cities because of the lawlessness. Okay, let's speak about that for a moment. Last night on Hannity, he had the couple ah, uh, in, Sa- St. in Louis. St. Louis who uh, talked to, to him about what occurred. And I'm going to play that for you. We we got that audio. How long is that piece? Do you know? I mean, was it pretty? Is it pretty long? We can get it in. Okay. Well, let, let's hear what Hannity had to say with them. Here's that discussion. We need to go break first. All right, we we got to get a break in first. I've been told, and my producer tells me, and I do. He knows that the clock. I got to take the break. She's watching the clock, so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. You're going to hear from this couple in St. Louis, and I I just want you to ask yourself this question: When you hear what was happening, and you have, you went out and you just bought your new Sig Sauer nine millimeter or whatever, would you have had it in your hand? ready to protect your house from the mob. Let's get to it when we come back. We're continuing here on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, a little after 6 o'clock here local time. If you're watching on Facebook, you're watching us in real time. And uh, we want to talk about that St. Louis couple. Uh, Hannity had them on his show last night. I... uh, have got that segment. It's about four minutes long. So I just, here's the question I want you to keep in your mind. If you had your handgun or you had, let's say, I got 12-gauge shotgun. If you had a 12-gauge shotgun, would you have gone to get your guns as well? Listen up to what this couple has to say. Remember St. Louis couple last week, Mark, Patricia McCloskey, they were seen in what was a viral video defending themselves and their property. After demonstrators, they broke down a gate, they stormed into their neighborhood. And as Mr. McCloskey explained at the time, he and his wife grabbed their firearms as protesters gathered near their house. Threats were made. On Friday, Black Lives Matter demonstrators returned to the St. Louis mansion as the pair watched from their balcony. It'll explain more about recent events. Mark and Patricia McCloskey 
Kentucky. Thank you both for being with us. I, I know that Senator Josh Hawley spoke up for you this weekend because the prosecutor, some overly ambitious prosecutor, wants to actually charge you uh, for what are legal weapons. Um, let's go back to the first incident. They broke down the gate. They made threats specifically against you, both of you, and, and even your pets? That's, that's true. And it, it, was, it was shocking. I mean, the gate came in. Seemingly, everybody in the world came forward. Literally, I think the estimate is three to 500 people came right towards us. It's, it, we were having, preparing to have dinner on the, on the porch, and we were literally maybe 70 feet from the gate. By the time we got our guns, by the time I got my gun, the crowd was maybe 30 or 40 feet from, from us. What, what were we the threats? It was the end. Patricia, what were the threats? People were screaming make? everything. Um, uh, that they were going to kill us. They were going to come in there. They were going to burn down the house. They, they were going to be living in our house uh, after I was dead. And they were going to, they pointed to different rooms and said, that's going to be my bedroom. And that's going to be the living room. And I'm going to be taking a shower in that room. And then the dog barked. I mean, they, they, there were so many threats. And then the dog barked and they said, and I'm going to be killing her too, or it too. Your dog's out. I'll and, be and, the, and my understanding, Mr. McCloskey, I talked to you at one point and you told me that the police knew that this was happening the first time and they just decided not to show up. It was posted on the web, Sean. It was no mystery. It was going to happen. Wow. And by the way, if you look at the, the group that actually sponsors this is an entity called Expect Us. If you look on their Facebook page, the advertisement for this riot says we're going to march on the mayor's house and a special surprise something extra that something extra was us i mean let's talk this about planned. this weekend patricia you guys had put up a, a gate in front of your house i understand what happened this it's actually the, the, uh, the 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 community did that um but here we got a tip that the people were coming back and they were coming back specifically for us and they and to get us and to burn the house and so we started trying to get private security. We'd been told that the city police had been ordered to stand down. We'd been told that there was going to be no official help. Our neighborhood association put out a flyer saying that the people broke in, they were just going to let them. Um, and so we started trying to hire private security. And entity after entity said they didn't want to get involved. Thursday afternoon, we started hiding valuables and securing the house and just the last group of security people, and we're talking, these are special forces guys, told us they couldn't do it and we should just walk away from the house and abandon it. And we just said we weren't going to do that. You know, uh, I don't mean to tout a, a, uh, another, I, I, another Fox host, but I way, had some help. This is defunding the police. This is America's future. I defend yourself. You're on your own. Uh, like it shouldn't happen in Chicago or New York City, it shouldn't happen in St. Louis either. To anybody. Well, let me, Thank let you me, both for joining let us. Let me tell you one thing. Real quick. Sorry. Sure. We had a, uh, we had a good routine, routine on Friday. The local police stood up like champs. We had our own security. Everything happened just like it's supposed to happen. The crowd was loud, but they weren't allowed to do anything wrong. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. They weren't allowed let me to ask, do anything Let me wrong. ask the question again. If three to 500 people came into your gated community who'd been talking about it on facebook ahead of time yeah and you go out to tell them and and they're on your driveway moving towards your house would you have shown would you have 
armed yourself to protect yourself. Or just run out the back door and abandon your house yeah, like they uh, were advised you, to do. Would you abandon your home? Would you abandon your home like just they were about, advised Just to think do. about that, all right? And, and Sean was right when he said, defund the police. That's what you can expect if this catches fire in America. It's already caught fire. Well, I don't believe it has. I believe you've got people that are calling for it. I have yet to see... Uh, for the most part, anybody doing more than giving a whole lot of verbiage and to it. And we have these cities that are allowing these people to run rampant. Oh, yeah. Just run wild. Like he said, the police, you know, let them do anything, anything they wanted. So the question goes, would would you have done what they did? I can tell you I'd done worse. I would have done worse. If anybody had, I would have warned them, don't come any closer. Because I feel threatened. And if you, if you wouldn't have felt right. threatened during what those people were saying to them then you're you're just totally ignorant i'm just saying well you know it was you talked about this yesterday the what 30 or 40 folks that managed to shut down a couple of walmarts here in town yeah that's that's just ridiculous that's a mayor Um, uh, of those city not doing what they need to do well i tell you what you probably heard it as well i have friends that are saying you know it's a good thing i wasn't there on sunday afternoon because i won't put up with that i would have pushed them aside and said you can't stop me and I'm telling you what, it's going to start happening. People are getting fed up. And They're done. That with this leads us stuff. right back to what I was talking about, okay? Yes. Because the even the people who are mo- moderate, so to speak, all right? And these, one of these people that I'm talking about is a moderate for sure. Okay. <laughs> they still believe in law and order. That's right. All right. Because if you remember, they thought Nixon would lose that that. With his law and order. Second time that he ran because he was the law and order order guy. And that's not what happened. Who does not want to be safe and secure in their home and with their family? Come on. I mean, that's the key. That's key. But, you know, if if you're not if you're going to say these people can bust into people's uh, areas and threaten them, uh, I'm just telling you under the law of the land, uh, if if you come too close it's not going to end up good for you. I'm just telling you that right now. It's gonna, it's gonna go. I'm, I'm telling you, these are get yourself a camera pro. Yep. All right, so that you can video, you can happened. video everything that's happening, so that you can show it. Yeah, because that's another thing. You will definitely have to defend yourself in the not only the court of public opinion, but possibly real courts, because these prosecutors are out of control investigating this st louis couple what did they do wrong they what did, did they do i don't think they illegal? did any what they did, did anything they do right. they were on their own okay. property. do we have six hour you have six hour okay we gotta take a break okay i gotta get a break in let me get a break when we come back six hour evidently is going to talk to us from jacksonville big news breaking for conway we'll talk about it when we continue for the dave ellswick show So we continue on on this hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along. If you're watching on Facebook, you're watching this as it's happening, and we're recording it, and you're listening to it on the radio in the 6 o'clock hour. It sounds confusing, but just enjoy listening. All right, so uh, we in the, the, this last half hour, we've talked about the St. Louis couple that was threatened by the demonstrators and I learned a couple of things out of that. First of all, there was a large 
amount of demonstrators. This wasn't 10 or 15 people. Three or four hundred. This was three or four hundred people that broke down a gate and stormed a subdivision. I also found out that the subdivision has let the residents know, evidently the mayor lives in this area, they're washing their hands of it uh, by saying, uh, if they come back, we're letting them in. They put up now. They put up every some kind of gate, but if they break it down, we're letting them come in. And security firms were contacted <laughs> by this couple uh, to help protect their property, and nobody wants anything to do with it because the media is on the side of the protesters. Just it's on the side. They up. They haven't done anything wrong except protest right now. Although I got to say, if you're breaking down. Uh, gates and things, I think that you're entering into private property that you don't have the reason well, to be there. You're destroying someone else's property, yeah. for sure, and that's illegal. And you're going on people's property, and you're terroristically threatening them. And I would make sure, again, get yourself a pro camera, and I suggest if you ever find yourself in this position, have it on you so that you have the video to show. If nothing more, to put on Facebook so people can see what's going down. People need to do that more and more. Because here's what the law enforcement told them. We're not going to do anything to protect you. Leave your home. Yeah. Do you believe that? Just abandon your home. What would you say to uh, state police, county police, city police, your local sheriff, your, you know, whomever shows up at your house and they say, what am I going to do about this? Well, my suggestion to you is that you just leave. Oh, but they don't show up, Dave. You're lucky if you can get them on the phone in some of these communities. They're yeah, putting the all these line, emergency well, calls on all hold. Things, <laughs> all things equal here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If they're telling you just to give up your property. I don't think so. No, I'm going to fight for for my property i'm going to fight for my home absolutely i'm going to fight to protect my family if i'm going out the back door there's no telling who's around the back waiting for me to come out i'm just saying i know the couple of weekends ago when three weekends ago when the protesting started up here in little rock started up in conway and this and that i heard a lot of people well, you know, I had that old pistol in the side, you know, side table, and I hadn't had it out in 10 years, but I got it out, cleaned it up, and had it sitting out. I was ready. I've heard that from a lot of people. This was several weeks ago. You may remember that there was a rumor that went around that Antifa had said that they were coming to people's subdivisions and were taking back what is ours. We're going to take it to the neighborhood. Okay, so... Here's what I did. Uh, you know, I just think that you always prepare. All right. That's my military bearing coming out now. I have guns all over my house. I'm just going to, I've got them in different areas in my Don't home. Don't try it. <laughs> I, uh, I went and got them out of those areas. And I gave my wife one. I gave accessible. my son one. And I had one. And I had it so that I could, uh, protect us and we could protect ourselves because i didn't know if somebody happened to show up and just kick in the door i don't want to have to go looking for the gun when i mentioned this to somebody else about a week and a half ago i got an eye roll and they said really and i said yeah really always prepare 
you have to be prepared. I mean, that's why you go to the range and you practice your shooting. Because if you don't, you don't know you're going to be able to hit what what you're aiming at. This is the talk of responsible gun owners who practice and are skilled and who follow the law and who are not going to use these weapons unless their lives are or their families lives are in danger we're not brandishing guns we don't know what we're doing we're out there just running around wild like the other folks are on the streets yeah okay we're not or doing even that. this couple these are lawful gun owners this couple walked out with their with their uh, weapons but you could see it that they didn't know exactly well what should i do what should i do there's there's things that you should do and if you're trained, you'll do them. You'll fall back on what you've been shown to do. And they were left to their own devices, though. Their neighborhood association said we're not helping. The police told them they weren't helping. Security firms said we're not available. They had to figure it out all on their own for themselves. I think they did a darn good job. Well, it comes, it comes down to this. It's like the old westerns that you used to watch. And the the crowd, the mob can come for the guy that was locked up in the jail, and they're going to break the door down, take him and lynch him. And the sheriff is standing outside maybe with a deputy, and there's two of them, and there's 50 of the other people. Who's going to be the first person that takes it? Because I got a shotgun here, and I'm just going to unload. I may only get, I may get five shots. I may only get three shots off. But are you going to be one of the three that I shoot? Now, who wants to be first? This is going to keep going until something really bad. And I'm not, I mean, we've had how many murders? 600 murders in six weeks or something. I mean, it's been horrible, these numbers in these bigger cities. And I don't know what's going on in and that's And this is in the urban areas, okay? Controlled by Democrats who are seriously talking about defunding the police. Yeah, defund the police. You know, defund. And they're moving money around to other agency so to speak taking it away from the police so what you're what you're doing is promoting anarchy can you imagine the social workers conversation they would have had with these 300 protesters on the street in st louis you know you call the cops you don't get cops you get a social worker now okay, can now, you imagine now it's brown right is that the the, the mayor of, of atlanta and her last name brown uh, i think I don't well, know. we'll look and see but here here's the key she talked about what was going on at this Wendy's that was burned down because uh, the police shot a guy outside of it. Why they burned the Wendy's, I don't know, but there's no reckoning with ignorant people. Uh, here's the the key. Uh, she had been told, is it Brown? Is that what her name is? What's her Keisha name? Bottoms. Bottoms. I knew it was a B. Okay, <laughs> Bottoms. Anyway, uh, Bottoms... Uh, said that they're going to call a stop to that now because somebody was killed a little eight-year-old girl was killed so the eight-year-old's life matters and no one else's i guess i mean that was the tipping point for her really well she was she was marching with them before and didn't they come to her house like they did to the seattle mayor and that's when she kind of started changing her tune a little bit but here was key she she's got covid19 now she was out (laughs) protesting with Yep. The protesters yep. without a mask on. Yep. Okay. Just, now just so you know. she's positive for COVID. Now she, okay. She's positive with COVID-19. No symptoms, that apparently. doesn't mean she's going to die. She's I've, not sick, apparently. I've got the proof of it all right here. Go to my my Dave, the Dave Ellswick show Facebook page, and the charts are there. Take a look at them. 
So you're not scared. She she was out with the protesters and got COVID. You know, they are finally starting to, around the edges, admit that, uh, yeah, maybe that helped spread what's going on today with COVID infection numbers now, going up. Now, yeah. Anyway, yeah. bottom line is, is, is what I'm trying to get to. She knew, this mayor knew for a, a couple of weeks that there were armed individuals out there Absolutely. at that uh, that Wendy's. It was reported to him by the police, and she did nothing. Uh, that little girl's blood is on that mayor's hands. Absolutely, it truly is. And in just a moment, I'll play a piece of of audio from Bottoms uh, that I want you to hear. And uh, we'll do that for you in just a moment. Well, the Georgia governor has now stepped in and said, "Miss well, Bottoms, he, you, you you know, step out of the way. I'm bringing in yeah, the National Guard. We're going to take Guard care of Atlanta. And it's got to be taken care of. I can't tell you how much this reminds me of the Black Panther Party rising in the 60s. This is so like what happened in Spooky. Oakland. It, well, it's, it, if you don't, what's the old saying? If you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. We're repeating it. And not only are we not, I say, controlling this element of lawlessness, we're actually encouraging it. And that is going to and lead to that, bad outcomes. They did that at the beginning That's of right. the Black Panther That's right. Party That's because right. they said they were peaceful. Yeah. They were. With their black the berets police, and their ak 47 The police <laughs> couldn't come into those, those uh, neighborhoods. That's they right. were going That's to right. offer the protection. Oh, well, that. We know how well that went. It didn't go good at all. It did at the beginning, just like these other things start off at the very beginning uh, like that. But then I keep telling you, man is not a good guy, all right? Deep down inside, he's a bad guy. And whoever takes power doesn't want to relinquish the power. And that's exactly what is occurring uh, in Seattle and in Atlanta and in New York City, and there's going to it's going to play out in other cities and as well. And who has well. the power? The lawless element, the okay. protesters, these mayors that are letting it go on, the Democrat cities. Okay, so I want to play cut fourteen for you. Cut fourteen is Atlanta Mayor Bottoms on the shooting of that little girl. Listen, now she had been told that there were people that were armed and nuts basically around this Wendy's. She didn't act on it. Now, after the shooting, here's what she said. We've demanded action. Well, now we're demanding action for Sequoia Turner and for all of the other people who were shot in Atlanta last night and over the past few weeks, because the reality is this. These aren't police officers shooting people on the streets of Atlanta. These are members of the community shooting each other. And in this case, it is the worst possible outcome. And there were two other people who were actually shot and killed last night and several others. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We have talked about this movement that's happening across America in this moment in time where we have the ears and the interests of people across this country and across this globe who are saying they want to see change. But the difference in this moment in time with the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement, there was a defined common enemy. So we're fighting the enemy within when we are shooting each other up on our streets in this city. And you shot and killed a baby. And it wasn't one shooter. There were at least two shooters. An eight-year-old baby. 
if you want people to take us seriously and you want you don't want us to lose this movement then we can't lose each other in this and there are peaceful demonstrators across this city and across this country and I applaud them and I thank them for being peaceful and for honoring the lives of so many people who have been killed in America because of injustice. That's an important movement that's happening. But this random wild, wild west shoot them up because you can, it's got to stop. No, you can't. It's not because you can. It's because <laughs> it's because, Mayor, you weren't doing what you needed to do to stop it in the first place. The clue was when she kept saying us. Yeah, us. yeah. she relates. She us. relates to the She's people who are doing this group. stuff. That's why she didn't call in any law. Okay, we're going to take a break and then we'll finish this up on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, we want to finish up now here for this hour on the Dave Ellswick show. We've been talking about. Uh, the Atlanta mayor, Bottoms. And I'm not going to replay that two-minute clip, okay? I'm just, I'll am just i just talk about it, and so will Elizabeth. But we are shooting ourselves. Yeah, we have that's to what stop she said. now. We. 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 She, she completely agrees with the, quote, peaceful protests that are going on. She believes that that racism is systemic in our society that white people are inherently racist and because of the color of your and, skin and folks and that's in it's very you can take that from what she's saying what she doesn't and i mean listen to what she says about the civil rights movement and this movement she just she just said in the in the segment that we listened to that the civil rights movement had an enemy. Well, the enemy wasn't white people for Martin Luther King. It was the racism, and it was jobs, and it, there were specific things that he felt that uh, you know people should be able to have and have dignity because they'd be working, things of that nature. That's what Dr. King believed in. All right, He didn't believe in free stuff. The dignity um, of making your own way. That's correct. And, and having a Just job. Just the same as Frederick Douglass Supporting did. your family, yes. I mean, I've got a shirt that I wear from time to time, and it always gets people looking. Because it says freedom in real big letters on it. Freedom. Then underneath, in parentheses, not free stuff. All right? Freedom. And freedom's not, not easy. free stuff. Freedom's not easy. No. That's what we're going through right now. It's no. not easy. And I've always and said. And you have to fight for it. And you've heard me it. say this a million times. When push comes to shove, I don't know how many people really want true freedom. All right, because it's it, more comfortable. It's all on your shoulders That's when right. you make the decisions. You have no one to blame but yourself. That's right. That's the bottom line. With when you have the freedom to make your own decision, then it falls on your shoulders. You can't say, "Well, the government did this," or. This race did this, or that race did that, and it's the Jews or whatever that people pick up to, that they want to use as their uh, excuse uh, to say, my life sucks. They don't yeah. want to look and say, well, 
you know, I didn't finish high school. <laughs> I didn't get my uh, education that was given to me freely. Free. Uh, and, you know, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I I didn't I didn't believe in what uh, God said and, and whatnot. And now I, 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 I went out and I sold the wind and now I'm reaping the whirlwind. Well, it's on you. All right. It's on you. Because living free is not easy. Yeah. No, you have to stand not. up. You have to do your you have to do and your work. You've got to take you've got to take a responsibility for the consequences. See, this is I've talked about this before. We have all these rights in our country, but folks, your rights come with responsibilities and they don't they're not just there. You have to work for them. I sat down. You have to defend them. With I've sitting I've sat down with every one of my kids and I told them, I'm not going to tell you when you leave this house, how you have to live your life. That's not for me as a father to do. I'm, I'm supposed to have taught you the way you should live. And hopefully that you'll follow that. That you'll understand. Yeah. And, but I said, you understand something. There's a, yeah, you've been wanting to be an adult because then you can do what you want to do. But understand if you do what you want to do, you got to accept the consequences of what you do. Of your actions. That's correct. Or inactions. And I've had I've had some that have done real well with that. I've done others that have failed miserably and continue to fail miserably. If I ask them, well, what happened? Well, that person didn't like me. That's why I lost they my job. They made me. Yeah. They made me. Yeah. I got, I've got know. that. And I look at my kids and I go, nah, gosh, you haven't been able to hold a job for how many years? And it's always somebody else's fault? Methinks you protest too much. Then I have to tell them they came from Shakespeare. <laughs> And no, you're not going to live here for the rest of your life yeah. either. So you yeah. better figure and it we're out. Going through, I'm going through that again <laughs> no. now. But that's just that's just what I'm saying. Understand this. This is the promise of America. Yes, though this that's is freedom the only and liberty. Promise. We are the only country life, in the world. Liberty, unless you're unborn, and then you're not even guaranteed no, life. You don't have life, life, liberty, and the pursuit. Suit. Pursuit means you can chase it. Doesn't mean you're going to catch it. But you're free to go find it where you will. Yeah. If you, as long as you don't you impinge break on someone the, else. If you want to try to break the law and do it, well, if you end up in the Huskow, that's on you. It's on you. Actions have consequences every single time. For the people who say, Dave, do you see how many people of this color or this religion or whatever are in, in, uh, in prison? Did they break the law? And I'm sure they're not there only because of the color That's, of their skin. I agree. Now, I'm not going to say that there's there's some disparities there. We can go back and look at the history of cocaine and see that. You mean we're not perfect in everything no, we do? No, but I'm and, just and, saying, you know, I, I go and look, Biden was all part of this about the powder cocaine versus crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. They went after they went after black people with crack cocaine. I'm just telling you, they Cracked did that. Down. They did it. They didn't on powder because the that was rich, the white folks the, doing yeah, that. the rich kids uh, were buying the powder. So you didn't go to jail forever. And on and that kind of stuff, you're out but you might have went. About. You might have went to jail, but not like you would have if you had crack. 
Just I'm just saying that's historical. You can read about it. You can get the, Democrats you in can control. get the information. Don't forget to go to the Dave Ellswick show, the Dave Ellswick show on Facebook, and get copies of these graphs showing just because there's more infections does not mean there's more deaths. There's less deaths, more infection. It sounds ridiculous. They're trying to scare you. But it's the way it is. That's right. They are trying, trying to, scare. to scare you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Elizabeth, we'll see you Always next Tuesday. Pleasure. See you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Dave Ellswick Show.